But it was already on. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, can you see it, Davion? You can put a little bit more. Uh, make sure y'all can see us because we're so fucking beautiful. <clears throat> anyway, um, welcome to Black Podcast. Um, so today we are airing our show. Oh, okay. Hey, damn. What? Oh, oh, oh. I'm playing. <laughs> okay, that was a harsh laugh. Anyway. Um, but um, so today we're airing our podcast directly from my Facebook page because I've always gotten so much love on Facebook. Um, however, you can actually see the actual um, live podcast, which we will be playing through the direct feed, through Apple, Spotify, a number of different networks, which I'll have posted after the video. And you'll also be able to see us officially on our Black Podcast Facebook page. And that link will be posted as well. But if you're curious to figure out where it is, it is Black spelled as it is on the live, B-L-A-E-C, all capitals, podcast, Facebook page, and you can find us. And I will make sure I move this video there. And then next week on Friday, because we are sticking mm -hmm. to Fridays, right? Mm -hmm. Friday, you'll be able to find it there too. And you can just expect every Friday. Cause we we should have pinned stuff. that thing. Yeah, yeah we should have pinned it, but it's okay. We, mm -hmm. we, we know what to do. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, my name is Kirsten. You can find uh, me at Sincerely Kirsten. Um, I know y'all probably like, damn, she didn't change her name a lot. Um, my yeah. Instagram name is Changing. But you know you gotta find the right name. I mean you don't know the <laughs> But anyway, so I'm gonna introduce myself. My name is we're all, we're just all gonna individually introduce ourselves with it being the first episode so y'all can get to know us. So my name is Kirsten. You can find me on Twitter at um I think it's Kirsten C or Kirsten by itself. It might be Kirsten by itself. Um you can also find me on Instagram on um oh, sorry at sincerely kirsten and you can also uh, find me here on facebook um what, what? What's, what's your facebook handle hmm? what's your facebook oh they're already on the damn facebook oh that's yeah my bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad, my but, bad. but no okay. um and you know just to give you a little background about myself um you know i am i consider myself a jack of all trades I am. Uh, I do comedy, um, and I kind of use it here on this platform right now. I definitely do media, which is why I'm doing this today. Uh, also, I uh, do a little bit of music. It's a little bit, a lot of shit going on. If you want to know the whole story, you can go find me at Sincerely Kirsten on Instagram, and you can pretty much get the scope. But that is me, so I'm going to move it on to Jada. Okay, hi everyone. Some of you may know me. My name is Jada. Um, basically, all my social media platforms are Jada Lynn as is. Um, Instagram is underscore Jada Lynn. That's Lynn with two N's. You can find me on Facebook at Jada Lynn, two N's as well. Um, don't have a Twitter. I didn't think anyone used Twitter anymore. But oh, everyone uses Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. I probably will make a new Twitter, but. <laughs> don't even go. I have a Twitter. It's just yeah. Everybody uses it now. It's Whoa. so old. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. I don't even want to sit right into it. Yeah. yeah. You put all your true on Twitter. I heard them. I heard all your true go on Twitter. Fingers, right. Be people in trouble. But then the crazy thing about Twitter is that you only have a couple of characters. So it's like the fact that people you got are so. A, isn't it like 140? Whatever it is, I've never used my maximum character. And y'all need to find me on Twitter because I be posting some, you know, serious stuff. I'm just not a troll, which is probably why I don't have a large following because mm -hmm. some I things did. I do shy away from. But, you <laughs> know, I'm at the no, point now where I'm not scared. Though, listen, somebody, you're, you know, Twitter what? Twitter not even really popping. Well, sort of, kind of. Not as popping as it. It was more, it was more popping in high school because, like, when you, when stuff is happening in school. People are just getting back to Twitter. Twitter's been relevant. No, our age group for the past two years. 
Yeah, but I mean, they've been killing Twitter. Twitter's like where you fuck, uh, I mean, because think about it, y'all go to Instagram for um, the shade room, but Twitter, the whole thing is the shade room, so that's why everybody's I feel you. Well, yeah, everybody's just not starting. I might come back to mine as well. It's Jada So Prissy. I don't even know if it's an underscore in the front or the back. That's how long I haven't even been on that, but when I did first start Twitter, somebody convinced me to get this app and get followers, so half the people on now don't even know. That's why I don't use Twitter anyway. Oh, sure. Okay. Long story, long story short, but yeah. Follow so, trains. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Man. Follow train. But um, you can also also want you guys to follow my business page. It's at Shop Grown Woman. That's on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page. It's Grown Woman as well. It's my retail clothing line that will start. You know, I will start selling inventory very soon, so be on the lookout. But other than that, you can just find me at Jada Lynn, and that is my first and my middle name in real life. Mm-hmm. Your I hate being on the spot. Giving your social like, yeah. yeah. um, <laughs> Basically, I do a lot of stuff. Like I'm like a natural comedian. Like I don't really have to try. So it's just kind of like. But like besides Shot that, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Heads up! Okay. Don't chew it. Don't chew it. Don't chew it. No. But um, you can find me on Instagram at Quick the Brujo. And also my creative outlet page at Davion Marquez. I think there's an underscore at the end. No, there's no underscore at the end. Just Davion Marquez. And yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Well, yeah, me, I mean, we're, we're going to kind of scale back too because with me and Davion having like the more uh, artist like uh, things that we're doing this year, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that at the end of the show that, you know, we put y'all up on some of the information so that y'all can stay tuned because. I just want to know that y'all are a part of this journey with us because we really don't know where it will go. But, I mean, hopefully far. Far. Farther than we project. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got good stuff to talk about. But anyway, while we're at it, sorry. Jay had her phone up. I keep catching these synchronicities. (laughs) But anyway, so while we're at it, so our topic today, um, well, as y'all know right now, we have the whole um, Me Too era going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Hashtag Me Too. And, Uh, yeah, it's kind uh, of... Yeah. Don't do that. It's, you want me to? You want me to? Well, first let me get the topic out. Because I had a Me Too incident today, but you could go ahead because you you brought it up, so I'm gonna oh, let you slide. You're, okay. you're a woman. Okay. Go ahead and go. Okay. Well, it's for everybody, but yeah. Okay. So basically, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> no, I was saying no, like no, no, as go, far go. as like you know being a gentleman, like okay, go ahead and go. You're a woman. You go ahead and go first. I was uh, well, I'll just I'll just go ahead and tell y'all because we need they need to know what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so basically, with everything going on in the hashtag Me Too era, mm-hmm. um. You know, recently we saw where Bill Cosby was arrested. We kind of, I've kind of been following the story on R. Kelly a little bit. Um, I'm, I have my own personal opinings about that, and I'll kind of get into it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of strange. But yeah. needless to say, this week he was in arrested. In a way, it's normal. Like not normal as in like I accept it, but it's normal. Like it's so many instances that you see in our community that you you see it, and it's like. Well, it's normalized. Hold that thought real quick so I can get up to full scale. Okay, go kind of So this is our first episode too, so we're kind of trying to figure out how to navigate it. But all, right. all in all, R. Kelly was officially indicted uh, this week. Or I don't know if it was official indictment. I know he was arrested. I don't know the, the legality. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was arrested on charges of, um, apparently there was another video that surfaced. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not something that we can find because clearly it's child pornography and we can't, you know, if you look at it, the feds are gonna knock on your door. But anyway, it was basically a video that surfaced, and the video um, basically was showing um, him having sexual relations with uh, women that were under the age of 18. Um, it apparently was so graphic that it was 
the point where he was um using different objects Dang. he was telling them what to do yeah it was it was really disturbing from what i understand which is why a lot of people haven't been talking about it and you know so they finally have him and i guess we're just trying to see whether or not it's going to stick so then y'all was kind of giving us some insights so go ahead and tell us what you were thinking about that particular um, being that uh i didn't say that it was <clears throat> excuse me i didn't say that it's normal to me or that is like I didn't say it in a way of like oh it's fine I don't I don't care about it I said it in a way of you normally there's like yeah there's a situation in your fa in, in families mm -hmm. let me not say in your family mm -hmm. let me say families there's a situation in families that kind of causes a rift so much as okay what's the truth and then what are we going to bury okay. you see what I'm saying yeah. and it comes to a point of like we accept certain things but Certain things that we shouldn't accept, we go ahead and accept them because we rather not have that shame dished out. Right. If you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was kind of going with it when I said that it's kind of normalized because it's kind of like, okay, I can reach out on mm -hmm. four different instances of mm -hmm. situations that's where, on. yeah, but close then, to me, not huh. close to me, but mm -hmm. close enough that I can reach out and touch it. You see what right. I'm saying? So that's where I was going with that. And then it's almost like what you allow will continue. This, right. That's why I feel like, that's another reason why I feel like this situation has kind of like lingered on because you see it, like you said, it's not a thing that we're okay with mm -hmm. but it's happened so often to where it's normalized. Now everybody's instead of doing, not, now that we have the Me Too movement and a lot of people are speaking up and it's kind of like some people are getting a oh okay. It's like what do you believe? You know. But that, but, but yeah. so but you, so y'all well, well hold on if you, well, one second because y'all okay. spoke on the you spoke on it being normalized mm -hmm. and I want to kind of piggyback off of that and say not only is it normalized mm -hmm. but it's also it's also capitalized on mm -hmm. and the reason why is because we're in an era where they're kind of jamming all the information in at one time. I don't know if Bill Cosby raped sixty different women. I'm not sure, but what I do mm -hmm. know is that. Either way, there's some truth in that. But because you're jamming all this information it in, gives you it gives you a perfect. He it, did it, it, it or he didn't do it right, kind yeah. of right. aspect, when, which in a sense he did, but it makes it less harsh when you give it a timeline and a spectrum. Whereas if well, you when, say. When it's happening during an era, when it's, when it's happening during. It's no different than, um, for instance, the impact of Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We right now we're in an era where people are getting killed every day of yeah. you know African American. But that was that one. But that's what. I'm, but here's spark. but here's what I'm saying. Right, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying to that. When Trayvon Martin first happened, mm -hmm. it was that serious to us because it kind of went a period of time where we didn't have that problem, and then all of a sudden we had this problem. There was no Black Lives Matter. We had the NAACP, but they were not you know actively engaging in you know right. black killings because mm -hmm. since Rodney King we haven't really heard of any major instances and then here we have Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. right. Well well then it, it shifted into an era of Black Lives Matter so the problem is that when you have an era of something that major going on it desensitizes everyone mm -hmm. right. because now I'm seeing it every day. Now it's trending on my timeline every day so now the problem isn't being weighed in as heavily so it's almost like you have to play like game of politics. You have to figure out how can we put this information out there mm -hmm. to where people can get it at face value. You know I feel like even with a, as a person, you're an artist. You represent yourself the best way for your brand. You mm -hmm. want to make sure that people see you in the best light. Same thing with the movement. You have to make sure that with the Me Too movement, that it's not getting watered down by these bullshit ass stories. You have to make exactly. you have to make sure the stories not only are credible, and even if some of them are real, but they're not credible, you have to be careful in how much because you can't help what the woman says. If you got raped, I can't help if you decide to go on Twitter or on Instagram, or whatever and you say mm -hmm. R. Kelly raped me. I can't stop you from that. Yeah. But what I can do is me being the brand me being the the me too movement i have to figure out a way to 
put this information out there to where people can hear you in a way that I hear you. Okay. Well, or or maybe not back you up in the sense of I understand, but I'm not going to make it a public understanding because I know that there's only so many people publicly I can address to where it actually sounds like it has weight to exactly, it. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. And not only that, I just really feel like, and I'm, a, I'm okay, cool, me too, cool, me too, Ariel. But there also needs to be an era where it's like, uh, why wait? Why wait so long? That's what that is also another reason, like you said, all the information is and that's exactly in. why I was that's exactly why I was going with why it. Why wait, error? Like, why wait on just like the um, the documentary? Now, granted, I did not watch the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the parts that I did watch, you're saying the, the women that are um, testifying are just speaking on how they knew R. Kelly and yada yada yada. You saw these things, you knew these things, you picked up on these things as a grown woman. And well, can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I address that real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. And this is something that I think that everybody has felt, mm-hmm. but nobody has said. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. is R. Kelly messing with underage girls? Absolutely. R. Kelly, I believe, messes with women of all ages. I believe mm-hmm. he'll mess with a dog if <laughs> it looked attractive to him. That's just, to me, I feel like. If it was the right bitch? Well, I, the right bitch. Right. I feel like. You hear me? Right. Well, I genuinely okay. feel like R. Kelly is a sexual being. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because he's such a sexual deviant, more so than a being, because you could be a sexual being without being so perverted with it. But I feel like because he is that, that but, he, his, his dick is hard on But here's the thing that where I'm going with that. Is that to me, R. Kelly is different than all the other people that we're accusing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you why. Though these girls are underage, they're still at a uh, age where they're more sensible. And the difference between R. Kelly and even if they're not sensible, let's say that they are stupid, or you know, not stupid, but let's say they are naive. immature or naive. naive. Mm-hmm. Right. The difference between uh, Bill Cosby was drugging people to the point where they were unaware of what was happening. Right. You know, you have Harvey Weinstein who was purposely maneuvering people who were crying uncomfortable during the time that he was banging them or, or raping them, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, R. Kelly, these women are willingly, the underage women as well, they're willingly wanting to be with him. It's to the point where they are defending him, where they are trying to have his babies, where they are in lust for this. And the parents are now fighting the fight because the women want to be there. They have no problem. They purposely will stay there. It's almost like he's hatching them. I'm just going to stay here when I'm 16. I'm going to stay until I turn 18. And I'm going to continue to be with you. They don't mind being with him knowing that there's eight other different girls. That is literally the train of thought they have with him. Now, granted, he's still wrong because as a predator, Mm -hmm. you're able to manipulate those women because you know that they're immature. At, at that they're, this point, you've been with so many women, you could say some shit and at the drop well, yeah, and they're younger, so but they're younger. That, I can get old on you, mm-hmm. but it, it, but we but we also have to shed our fat. And this is what I'm, when I said that I feel like people are thinking him and not saying it. We have to call R. Kelly what he is. As much as he's disgusting, mm-hmm. R. Kelly's a pimp. Okay. Really? Yeah. I, and you, I mean, think about it. R. Kelly's a, a pimp. Is somebody? Give me, defi- give me a definition of a pimp right now. Just without R. Kelly, just tell me what a pimp is. I mean, a pimp is somebody who solicit, who solicits and or does such, uh, uh, solicits women and or mm-hmm. does sexual acts mm-hmm. with the women. Mm-hmm. Basically, you, they either solicit them or they use them for their own personal use. And yeah. if you want to put on a higher scale, a pimp is a man who has dominant control over a woman is able to get them to do whatever he needs to do mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and the woman is submissive to the man in that sense. But you know that goes. All the way back to like, it wasn't so much as pimping, but it's one capital male 
in like a tribe, I guess you can say, and mm-hmm. then it's all females surrounded by him. But that's my point, and right? But that's my point with R. Kelly. R. Kelly, as much as he's a pervert, R. Kelly is not saying pimp. that. It's, I was saying that R. Kelly is a pimp right. in the sense that these girls want to be with him. Mm-hmm. These girls want. But to does be that with make him a pimp? It does make him. Does that make him? It makes. Does that make him? Because not all the girls are underage. Let's see. Now, okay. Let me back it up. Let me back it up real quick. Let me back it up real quick. Before you say that, let me back it up real quick. Hold it. He's a pervert. With mm-hmm. the younger women, mm-hmm. he's a pimp. With the seventeen thousand other women, mm-hmm. it's not just we have to stop. I mean, we we have to address it, but it's not just those younger people that he's having sex with. With those people, he is disgusting. With the other women, the women who are older, who are twenty five, twenty seven, the different other women who were also there with him, that's called just pimping. That's my point. I'm not saying with the younger girls that he's not disgusting. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. If I'm 27 years old and I'm willingly being with a man who has multiple, a, multiple women. women who's telling me when to eat, when to shit, when to piss, and when to suck his dick, he's pimping me. Um, and I don't mind. And Obviously, yeah. I'm a good hoe because I don't mind being pimped. No, I, I think that he he's preying on people with insecurities in some but it's not but, but we yeah, have to we have to stop crazy. it's race it's, but we have not, to we have to call it what so it much is as, no cause see pimping is, is if, if it's so much as pimping then it would be something gained from him pimping does not he's always he's not gaining pimping, because he can, being he can a, being already a pimp do that by being mean that you're flipping tricks being a pimp I'm saying something I can, to I can pimp Jada prime example I'm not I'm not gay I can pimp Jada. I can pimp Jada in the sense of I don't have to pimp Jada in a traditional sense of oh go out there and fuck these different dudes and then come back and give me the money and I'm gonna beat your ass. No, pimping can literally be you are a slave to me. I'm going to fuck your mind so bad that you're going to give me your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul. You're gonna do everything that I say when I say it, and I have 17 other girls who are gonna do the same thing because I am now. Your leader, in a sense, your pimp. Pimp does not have to be a traditional sense. What I am saying to you, though, is that we, ha- with the reason why I'm saying pimping, the younger girls, like I said before, that's obviously rape. It's rape because they cannot consent because they are not ment- The law has deemed them mentally incapable of being able to make a rational decision at their age. To the women that are older, yes, he's preying on them. But if you are, if I'm willingly, it's no different than the buyer's remorse. If I'm 27 years old and I'm willingly going to live with you while you have multiple different women, you know, y'all are having sexual relations. I'm purposely living with you and getting pregnant by you and doing porn with you or whatever. And then all of a sudden, this movement comes out. I can jump on the movement, but I cannot call my situation, mine particularly, I cannot call it rape. I cannot call it rape because in the two years that I was with you, I was with you. I was of age. And yeah, I no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that that's rape, Bias but I'm not was. saying that it's it's so much as like. And he's still fucking disgusting. It's, I'm it's him. not. I, I don't. I don't. I don't consider it pimping. I feel like he he led them. He 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 put a lead out there. Basically, you call it, they caught it type shit. Like that? as a child, first of all, if, if anything, the parents were pimping them. Parents, yes, mean? because there's no way that your child is fucking on a grown man and you do not know that. But the, there's but no, I, I don't, I, you could throw as many rocks at the water as you want to, but them bitches not gonna skip over here. So I, you, feel like, you, you ain't feel no like way, as, okay, if, 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 if Jareen leave the house, right, mm-hmm. 
You're not going to check on Jareen every hour of the hour, but in a minute, you're going to be like, okay, Jareen would have been that did something yeah. that indicate Watch that Jareen here. You see what I'm saying? Is. Okay, so even still, unless you're just a neglectful parent, you're not, you're not, there's but no that, that way. That was my point in there's saying. There's no way. That was my point in saying. Though there are some parents, absolutely. I, I even believe the Jocelyn Savage or Joycelyn Savage, where I definitely feel like that's a pimping situation. But what I am saying is that there are other parents, like you said, where it's more so neglect in the sense of my child is... Put it like this. I've been with my child 16 years. Mm -hmm. For 16 years, my child has gotten good grades. They have a car. They come home when they're supposed to, blah, blah, blah. I trust and them. then I trust them. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, at that age, you should be able to trust them. You should be able to be able to, you know, go out and do go home. go to the grocery store and not to worry about, you know, them doing something stupid. Yeah. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. Parents should be a little more on their kids. Mm -hmm. But you have to think of the average parent. After a while, if your child has gotten in trouble at 16 and two more years, they're going to be at the house. You're not thinking of it like that. So some of them, yes, absolutely, were pimping their kids, but other ones just may not have been present enough to notice those signs because you have kids who are wanting to commit suicide, doing drugs, and having sex, and you just know. don't notice they, it. They, they if my if my daughter is taking her car, if every weekend my daughter is um uh she's 17 years old, and let's say R. Kelly Studio is around the corner. But I, you know, and I know his studio around the corner, but mind you, in this time frame, nobody had even been speaking of R. Kelly. Like, this is before that even happened. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's going out on the weekend. She's like, all right, mama, I'll see you later. I'm finna go to the movies. I'm finna go to the blah, blah, blah. You're 16. At this point, you've never gotten in trouble, ever. Mm -hmm. Every time I call, it's never been a problem. So, you, I'm like, okay. And as long as you calling in and checking in on me, at the, think about it. As a parent, my kid ain't never got in trouble. They go and they leave. They're like, mama, be back. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to the mall. I'm going shopping. You have your own car. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And you call me. Hey, mama, I just want to check in with you. Okay, cool. Bye. Oh, girl, did you get anything from mall? Yeah, I got something. Da, 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 da. You come home bags. You got. You obviously went to the mall because you have shit from the store. Maybe you're just so smart enough, smart, that you've figured out a way to kind of manipulate me. And then now, all of a sudden, I'm finding out a year later that you've been shacking up with or Kelly, mm -hmm. and I didn't even know. Yeah, but still, like, and that's not every parent situation, but that could be somebody. So we have to, we have to also, we have to be respectful to the parents' pain. We have to have a sense of compassion mm -hmm. because obviously, but you obviously have to believe in duality, were, Kirsten, because you can't just say time, compassionate and not also feel like you were just frivolous with your child. Correct, but at the, at the same time, the so day, let's put it, but let's put it, yeah, like how did it get to a point of your child, like? feeling comfortable enough like i was so scared don't get me wrong i did bad shit but i was so scared in the act of it like if i didn't have somebody there with me a bitch was going back like you see what i'm saying like i was like right. i want to do it but like but let's scale back let's scale back to obviously if these parents have already reached out mm -hmm. and joined this me too movement and went to these great lengths. They unfortunately didn't notice it until it was too late. And for some people, it's like that. Some people, if your kid's on drugs or doing whatever, you sometimes don't notice it until it is the end all be all time frame. But obviously, these parents, at least some of them, have some level of, you know what I'm saying, remorse, frustration. Maybe I didn't teach them the right thing, blah, blah, blah. Because they're now at a point where they have reached out and said, my child is in danger. I need help more than what I can do. If you have parents who want to stand outside of his studio for three hours just waiting for their child to open the door and their child is willingly not wanting to open up the door, I can not I can fault the parents for not morally instilling what their child needed. Mm -hmm. I can fault them for that. And I can also fault them for a level of neglect. But what I cannot fault them for is that they're now at a point where they're reaching out to the world to say, I need to publicly make a statement about this. I need to publicly bring cameras in to show y'all what's going on mm -hmm. to eventually get him arrested, which beneficially, it must have worked because yeah. now he's incarcerated. Wait, so that, ooh, I That's just, a long-ass line, though. 
Like, if my child is locked now in that house, I know, go ahead, Jenna. No, you're fine. You're fine. But it's just, it's just like thinking because I know one of the parents said, it, how, how long was the girl missing for like years or something like years. that? Years. But guess what, though? But that girl was in college. At the time, and at mm-hmm. the and you have to understand as a parent, especially if you have a child who's mm-hmm. bad as hell, which I'm assuming she is. If your child is already 19 years old, they're off at college and they decide to go live with him. I can cuss you out, tell you I'm gonna beat your ass, attempt to beat your ass, but guess what? You're an adult. So if my child, okay, but guess, I'm but guess walk what? You like a fucking dog. But guess, I'm but let walk, me, I'm okay. Walk you around you say that, that now. Like a you say that now. Dog. If your child is 19 years old and she's so deviant, because you have to look at Joyce's behavior. If your child's 19 years old and she's the went off to college, lost her fucking mind, and she's so deviant that she was willing to go shack up with him and not give you any information on it, do not doubt that your child is also so deviant that if you decide to put your damn hands on them, with y'all both being adults, don't think that your child is not going to team up with R. Kelly and call the cops on your ass and then you can go to that's jail. Fine. You have to you, I beat you your ass for fine. a purpose. Okay, you say it's fine to be in that situation. But at the end of the day you have to understand oh, something. When you have a child you have when you have a child when you have a child. Your child is only when, your child when they're your child. But at at the end of the day when that's you have a child, that's your sole responsibility. Yeah, that's that's your, you made that. You that's the one thing in the world that you wholeheartedly with another person laid down and created. So at that point, right. any results or product or byproduct that they produce is on you. Well, let me, let me, when it trickles okay, down, because me, that means that your teachings let, well, were me, not efficient let, enough. Let me you see what I'm back. saying? Let me scale back because I feel like as a people, and it's not black people, this is just people who are on the outside looking in, we always have an opinion until it's that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going right, to right. say this in my sense. If I have a child who... My child is only my child as long as they're my child. Mm-hmm. God gave me this child to raise at the point where they become an adult and independent. I give them to the world and I pray over them and ask that God guide them so they don't make bad choices. But if my child is grown and financially independent of me right. and is completely deprived of me in the sense that... Because think about it. It's no different than me and my parents. I love my parents. We are best friends. But that is a conscious choice that I've made. At the point where I become an adult and I'm no longer financially dependent on you... I don't have to have a relationship with you or have to deal with you in, a, in retrospect unless I decide to invite you in my world. It's no different when people get older and you see how they stop talking to their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I don't have to affiliate with you at this point because I'm now independent of you. I no longer sleep in the room next door to you. We are going our separate ways. So whatever choice or whatever. That was whatever, a good, yeah, that's whatever, a good breakdown. It is. And whatever relationship yes. I have with you, thank you. Whatever relationship I, I have It started you, resonating. You, you felt it? It was like, okay, I don't feel yeah. so bad. Get well, off of me. Think about Whatever, whatever, whatever relationship that I have with you, whatever relationship I choose to have with you is one that I choose to have. Mm-hmm. So let's put it in a reality sense. You have two children, mm-hmm. and let's just use Jatara for instance. You, and it's kind of hard to use him for instance because right now he's small, but let's just imagine years mm-hmm. from now. Mm-hmm. If Jatari is a grown adult, you send him out in the world. Mm-hmm. Jatari has a job. Jatari has a job to the point where he has a real job. Like, I don't need you anymore. I'm, I have a girlfriend. I am living in a whole nother city. Lord God. It hurts. And that's why, that's why parents have such a hard yeah. time letting you go. Like, yeah. That hurt me. Like, <laughs> look, God, look. But that's why parents have such a hard time letting go because at that point you have to own the fact that if my child decides, now if they get on drugs or something, then maybe, you know, I I, I have to step in. But if if my child decides to go out in the world and become a homosexual, or if my child decides to go out in the world and decides to, um, I don't know, decides to do porn or whatever. It doesn't. Ooh. It sucks. It sucks. You know what I'm going to buy? Hurts. Every copy you make. It sucks. Yeah. I'm going to support Tears. my baby. 
I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. No, think about it though. That's just like strippers though. Why would you shun your your? That's the the one way. Not gonna say. I mean, of course you have that talk with them. Like, okay, don't do that. But if they feel like that's the only way that they contribute to society, being that it's entertainment, that's just like your son being a football player. He could get hurt way worse than a fucking stripper can get hurt. But that's my point. She not doing shit. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 your evens and your odds. You got to take your evens and your odds. Like, but you're getting back to my point. So let me scale y'all back again. Yeah, that's right on my point. Even as a parent, mm-hmm. you also have the choice of whether or not you want to deal with your child. If my child, my, and let me stop talking about my child, my obligation, my obligation, mm-hmm. or my my no longer obligation, my my the person that I birthed, mm-hmm. because they're no longer a child anymore; they're an adult in your life. My walking adult, right? That's my so walking cute. adult. But my point, my point no. is, okay, parent, ahead, if my child decides to be a stripper, mm-hmm. people. I don't have to. I don't give a damn what social media says, whatever. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, you don't. I don't. If I don't accept it in my household, I don't accept it. And if you're saying, I haven't lived in your household in three years and I'm going to do it anyway, it doesn't matter, I don't need more, then that's fine. I can then choose consciously. It may suck and people may say on social media, oh, this is terrible, but I can then choose as an adult woman to another adult woman or an adult woman to another adult man that... Good luck. I will continue to pray over you, but I do not choose to invite this. Sorry, in my life, mm-hmm. that I can do that, mm-hmm. and that's where those parents, Joycelyn Savage, that young lady, was nineteen years old. I don't think that she had any financial ties to her parents. She probably was living off financial aid. You found a guy who's obviously wealthy enough to take care of you. You're of legal age. Those parents, the reason why they went to the media, you want to know why? Because. Every girl that was on that documentary, at least the documentary, and I'm not talking about what just happened recently, mm-hmm. but every girl in that documentary was over the age of 18. That's why, now they may have not been over the age of 18 when they started messing around with him, but at this point currently today, those young women were over the age of 18. So the parents had no choice to take it to the media because mm-hmm. if I can't win in the judicial system, I can win in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. So at least if I can't get him behind bars, I can get him where it hurts the most and that's his pockets. Mm-hmm. And that's what you would have to do. If Jatari decided to grow up and decided to do something crazy... You can guide him. You can talk to him. But if he decides not to answer your there's phone call, there's nothing you can do. And that's what parents have the hardest time with because it hurts. You even have some women who will purposely, <coughs> especially with sons, especially black women in our community, who will purposely cripple their sons at the knees. I see it so much with, with our people. You will purposely cripple your sons at the knees because you don't have a man. Your son is a man. And you will make sure that you don't teach him anything that he needs to know in the world. Because if I don't teach him, then he will always come back to me Mm -hmm. and he will fill the void of the man and he'll fill the void of the child and I can now live with him and we can be roommates for the rest of his life for the rest of his life so we have to not we have to we have to to stop holding the parents accountable we have to identify with their real situation in real time Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying oh lord go ahead go ahead that was cute. Well, I that just, I, 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 no, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree. Again. You're right because just we, we as women, like especially in households that don't have the, you know, the the real father. The father it's, it's okay to have, yeah, it's right. okay to have the father figure or whatnot. But 
a lot of us, it's almost like it's an attack on fathers almost. It's like the, the, the father's not present, so the mother tries to fill the void. And the mother attempting to try to fill that void, she's harboring the child, the son, and creating in particular. And creating that yeah, father problem, that's going actually. away. It's actually, you and, make, you. it's like some men stray away, and that mm-hmm. those are the men that have the problem committing. And then some men stay, and those are the men that have the problem breaking mm-hmm. off. And it's like this big divide. Like, okay, like they say, you know what I'm saying, 45%. I don't know the real ratio, but we're just going to use 45%. Okay, let's say 45% of the men are gay. Okay, then you got that other percent. That's 55 55. Yeah, 55. I'm, listen. I'm not going to embarrass myself on camera. Nobody say, don't even let it happen. Don't ask me because I'm not going to make a fool of myself. I'm yes, it's 55. 45 and 55 make 100. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other 55 Ooh. are split in between. It is hard. It, it, it don't. It don't. It don't. It don't. No, 55 plus. Oh, shit. Okay, 55 plus 40 is 95 plus another 5 is 100. Yes, it's 100. Yeah, so, really so anyway, <laughs> she said she didn't want to talk it. about this. Let's not talk about it. No, but anyways, okay, so you got your 55% because I took the 45. Okay, so you got your 55%. Okay, you break that in half. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. Dead it. Not even going to do it. So, okay, your 32.5%. See, I was thinking of it as I was saying I wasn't going to do mm-hmm. it. 32.5. Let's not do numbers. No, 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 yeah, because I think you spend way too much time on numbers. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so you use your other two men. Okay, that's the man that's staying up. Because my last ratio. Cut it. Cut it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but anyways. Anyways, that leaves your other two section of men. So you have to choose, you know what I'm saying, from something. And then it just bursts the cycle all over again. Because, yeah, you, you, you got a man. But did you get your man? Because some people, some women can break certain cycles, but it just takes being with the right person to break that cycle. Because men, I mean, women, men, women, men need women to help them break or in certain areas mm-hmm. to nurture them out of the thinking that they're already in, in order to pro- process to know that I mean, progress to know that they have a generational curse and or you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying, something that they need to break in order to get to their next. But that's level. so that's where, and I guess Jay can speak on this yeah. more than we can. Um, Matter of fact, go ahead and speak. Yeah, what I was gonna say is like a lot of times, and it's okay. Let me let me say this before I get to my point. It's okay with being independent. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking the independency or whatnot. But a lot of people, not a lot of people, a lot of women feel like a man. Is, is what is going to start and end of life. That is not that. I'm here for being independent. You don't need that. But sometimes people, start, they, they're searching for that thing and that man and whatnot. They make right. it. And but then, but then, okay, so let, me, so let me give y'all a different perspective because I'm going to use a little bit of my example of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents, I think it was the total opposite. I think that they wanted so badly to have what they did not have because mm-hmm. they came from two broken households as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that they wanted to have so badly what they did not have that they kind of jumped into a marriage, jumped into children very quickly, not really knowing the other person well enough to to really form a, a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And in turn, unfortunately it translated into the same cycle that they didn't want to have, which is them getting separated and now having two separate households. So I also say that in the sense of, for any of you women listening, that if you want to have a household for your child, whether it's with a step-parent or you already have a child existing, let's say their dad already walked out and you're trying to find a step-parent, mm-hmm. or um, you don't have a child yet, but you know that you want to find somebody. Let's not say walked out. Let's say it didn't work. It didn't Y'all work. always be saying walk every, like Everybody ain't shit. Like, okay, well, some people be out here trying. So you're walking. Right. I'm walking saying, like, 
what if what if you what if you walked away? Okay, well, you're right. It it's, some like, women's be walking right. away. Some walk away. I'm not saying it's that. What I'm saying, I'm just sticking and up this for the men too. What I'm saying is that at the point where you're trying to either find a partner for an existing child, mm-hmm. or you don't have a child yet, but you're trying to make good life choices, do not focus on the foundation of those choices. Love and trust and a genuine friendship because your partner should be your best friend is not built off of trying to distinctly look for those characteristics because if you continue to keep looking you're going to find yourself short a stick you have to just move in the relationship naturally and openly you have to let go of your reservations you have to be willing to get your heart broken multiple times because you cannot you cannot say oh well i'm going to reserve myself and you cannot say you cannot go into any situation say I'm going to reserve myself I'm going to look for this this this, and this and then finally when I find it I'm going to really start opening up even if you do open up you cannot halfway open up that's not how and that and those relationships are the ones that are not built in truth and those are the ones that end up resulting in ten years after we've been together and I thought really that you were not, cheating yeah. or or ten, or we've been together twenty years the kids finally moved out of the house and now you're saying I don't view you anymore or those are the ones where we're married but we're not really in sync but we're gonna stay married for sixty years mm-hmm. but we're not really connected you have to be best friends with your partner if, and a best friendship is wait, based on when you're saying when you're saying looking for certain things and then coming up with a, a, a stick short. Okay, are you saying it like as far as like? I'm saying don't look. What you're saying? I'm saying don't look. Yeah, don't look as in. I'm saying when you walk into any situation, me and Jada, and me and you, we're friends naturally. We're friends because we found you know commonalities. We found devotion to one another, Mm -hmm. a trust to one another. We formed a healthy relationship, and we've continued that relationship since the day that we met. Mm -hmm. And we have an open line of communication enough to the point where if we ever felt a point of mistrust or frustration or something that, you know, kind of damaged the relationship, we're able to have that open dialogue. And even Mm -hmm. if it's not healthy in the beginning, Mm -hmm. we can build and decide how we want to navigate this friendship. And if you decide to not give your best or me, not give my best, you then have the choice to separate. I'm saying to that is that that was built organically. Right. I'm saying that if you're not going into a relationship, I thought like a fucking therapist. If you're not going into a relationship organic, you have to be willing to get your heart broken. And that's and people, it's so weird because people go into mm-hmm. friendships organically, mm-hmm. but they don't do that with a man. You do go into a relationship organically, but I kind of want to see the blow before I take it to that's know if it's yeah. a blow to take. That, that, that is, that is that organic. In, that in itself, but hear that. So hear that real quick. That's conscious. Just, that's loving focus, consciously. You're talking about loving subconsciously. No. And letting let it it's like autopilot. No, no, no. Focus on that point. Mm -hmm. Focus on that point. Like just stay there. And I'm gonna give you a general description. Okay. If I want to taste pork for the first time, and I've never had pork before, Mm -hmm. everything that I've heard about pork is pork is bad for you, pork is this, pork is fattening. And so I say, you know what? I'm going to grab a pork chop because this is the better one that I've heard of as opposed to the chitlins and the hog malls and all that shit. But I'm going to get me a pork chop because I heard this is the best part of the pig. And I'm going to take a couple bites and I'm going to cook it a certain way. I'm I'm going to cook it a certain way. I'm going to take a couple bites. I already have this preconceived notion going into eating this pork. So my experience when I finally eat it is not as good as it would have been if I would have just went to the store and bought a damn piece of pork without all the other shit. What I'm saying to you, Grant, that's a weird analogy, but my point is is that when you go into anything consciously, you can never get organic. That's what I'm saying. By you even attempting to create a thought that formats this person, 
It, oh it, no, it, no, no, no! It's it, not. It's it, not it a thought that formats the person. It's not about formatting but you the format person. Them in your mind. It's, no, it's the fact of having stipulations and boundaries and things that you will not accept from past situations. But that's not real. And that you, okay, so I'm on both. Says. I, I get. I definitely get where you come from, and I definitely get where you're going and coming from because I, I get what you're saying. At the same time, although I want to come in the relationship organically, not okay. Let me see if you got this. Let me da da da. Maybe this. Maybe that's thinking subconsciously. That does not make it right. or, organic. But I definitely where you coming from as well because at the same time, I'm not just going to talk to anyone. That's I'm like walking in it blindly. Anyone. Like that's you like sometimes. But uh, so so let me let me use your point then. Mm-hmm. I can be reserved in the sense of I'm going in organically as a friend mm-hmm. because. We're friends. Yeah, because as, see, as friends, you tell it's a different work. level, what, Kirsten. What, what I was okay. That's that makes it easier mm-hmm. when you say a, a diff, um, as friends going in as a friends because as a friend, I trust you wholeheartedly. Hell yeah, my friend, my friend can break my heart and we can get back on better terms so many different times. But see, when you hold a, a, a closer and nearer and dearer spot in my heart, now nah, we didn't we didn't share soul ties when we have sex. That's what that's called them soul ties. You mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Y'all start acting like each other. It, it, that's when it really starts. When y'all like spending time, okay, y'all gonna say certain stuff, but soul ties. But I don't. But okay, can, I, can, I, can I use personal example? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use personal example. Okay. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that I'm in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that the reason why Robert, of all the other people that I was with, was the most healthiest is because Robert was actually my friend. Mm-hmm. Robert was the one person out of all the penises, all the guys that I've been with, Robert was the one person where I never went and we were friends in the sense of I never even had the thought of relationship mm-hmm. until it just became one. Because I never, I didn't date. I was just, Kirsten, here's this guy. I'm not, you know, we're just cool. We're just regular, kicking it, whatever. And then a year or two or three later, this is the person I'm in relationship with. And that's why his relationship is the one that has stuck and that has kept me mentally sound and that don't have me sitting do in the corner crying because, with fingernails. Well, do you think because now that you're older and you're more mature, you can accept love? Because I feel like that's a different... That's a different. Well, you have to accept. But I think, I think that by you being older, I think that the most... Put it like this. I think the most organic love is the one that you have when you're... When you're um, I don't even say when you're younger. When you're just blind in the moment. I think that the maturity is when it comes. That's in. the most passionate, right? I'll but, say. but let me say, but let me say this. That's also the most honest because when you're young, is when you want to throw some shit at somebody. Oh, you Ooh, right. Man. But I'm not talking about in mm. a in a. This is where I'm taking the sex out of it. I'm talking about yeah, in a that's friendship, where I was going. right? That's, in that's a friendship, that's mm-hmm. the most genuine one. Older, younger, whatever. But what I'm saying is that where the maturity comes in. This is where the relationship gets great. This is where my relationship got great. And the point you become an adult is when you now take that person who has always been there and you're like, this is the person I'm supposed to be with. That's where the maturity comes in. Because at the younger point where you were just kids and just da 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 or and not even kids in a in a uh, age sense, but just, just mental mm-hmm. sense, you can't see the healthy relationship that you've already built in an organic friendship. You can only see that I'm just going to go date people. How you doing? My name is such and such. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll talk blah, blah, blah. But there is no authenticity in it. And that's where the unhealthiness comes in. Robert is genuinely my best friend. Robert is my biggest advocate. Robert is my biggest supporter. That happened from an organic, natural friendship that developed into a beautiful relationship. And that's one that, because of my personal experience, I can say that if you're looking for love, you're going to have to get your heart. You're going to have to be every person I've been, every person I've been in a relationship with, every person I've been with, cannot say 
they didn't get the full scope with Kirsten. I don't give a damn if I only knew you two, three weeks. I was always willing to get my heart broken. I was always willing to go through something because for me, the heartbreak sucked. But I knew that by having the heartbreaks, not only can I take something from it, but it is building me into what God had for me. And beneficially, it worked because by me going through all of that and by me being so open in every action I made, it made room for the one person that was always supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And that was Robert. And we are now four years strong and continuing to keep pushing. And that's where that relationship comes from. So I'm saying to y'all, and, and you know, I know y'all have y'all own relationships. I'm saying that if you're ever questioning, am I authentic, am I authentic in my relationship? And is my, if my, is my relationship organically healthy for me? Mm -hmm. If you ever have to question that, then that means that you haven't completely just let yourself be free in your mm -hmm. relationship. And if you are free in your relationship and you are noticing, like you said, be conscious. And you are noticing yes. that person is not feeling it or whatever, then mm -hmm. you're going to either have to break their heart or let them break yours and you're going to be willing to take that L keep going it's no different than when you play football mm -hmm. I got cut from this team I was mm -hmm. playing for the Patriots they cut me I was playing my fucking heart out why didn't y'all pick me up so I'm just saying just why didn't y'all pick me up okay it's cool I'm not put it like this I know the put it like this I know the energy but I understand what you're saying because it's like the saying when you're talking to somebody and y'all just y'all just talking but let me say this real quick I ain't trying to cut you off I just have a really good analogy I have to say it I know that the NFL right now is a corporation, it's a system that's built to control me, mm -hmm. like many corporations do. Mm -hmm. But I also know that the NFL offers me what I'm looking for, what I worked all these years of my life for, what I played, pop one, all the shit for. It, 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 it's leading me into a lifestyle where I can play the game I love, regardless of the politics, and I can really do it at my best ability. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm now in high school. No college team has picked me up. Mm -hmm. Do I stop playing? Do I play less than because I know that it's no, some bullshit? No, But I keep pushing. Right. So now I, I made it to a college team. Okay. Nobody's looking at me right now. I'm noticing that my coach don't even give, give me play time. He sits on the bench most of the time. But at the point where it's time for me to play, do I play less than because I know that he's full of shit and I know that nobody's probably going to pick me up because 90% of me knows that this is going to fail? Do I play 50% of myself or do I go to whole hundred and take the L for whatever it is or hope for the better? Mm -hmm. I'm going to play the whole hundred. And if it doesn't work out, oh well. But guess what? Then when I finally get to where I'm trying to get to and I'm on the NFL team, I'm doing something that's in relation to the game that I love then I know that those L's were worth it because I didn't ever at any point give 50% in anything you do. Love, sex, I don't give a... You I don't care what it is. You put your whole heart in it. When you're, me, your business, anything, you put your whole heart into it because you can... A L is what builds for the W, and that's mm -hmm. the win. But this, And I also feel like this is what I totally agree and understand where you're coming from. Some things, and now that I'm like, you know, really growing and stuff like that, I really genuinely, and I've probably said this, you probably heard me say this mm -hmm. before. Life is not even just life, just situations, relationships, whatever. It's sometimes, it's a battle of like, it's a mental game. Right. More so than it is heart. Your heart plays a huge role right, but in how you, but it's mental. Thoughts. You, like you said. Your heart you is what also, lets you know if it's real or not. But your mental... That's your conscious. It's going to give you your right, but at the same time, it's like okay, you can get you well, in my opinion, situations. You have people have to. That's it. That's what I'm going. Your heart you is your mind. To, your mind is your navigation. And not only that, you have to learn how to balance those. Mm -hmm. I can go into a situation that's where we now. Are. You're speaking from the heart, and I'm speaking from the mind, no. and that's where the disconnect the, exactly. is. Exactly, because people, some people go into situations and they're mentally thinking, okay, that I see all perfect. this, I see all this, but you have to balance them. I can go into a relationship and give my all, but I have to be mentally strong enough to know if this is not work out. 
I can take that because at, at some point, peace. yes, I it's going to hurt. I agree, but I can walk away in peace, knowing that you know I, totally I can get through those things, knowing that it just wasn't the right one. At some point, in order to be perfect, it has to be fifty percent heart, fifty percent mind, because he can't be or that person that you're looking for can't be fully attractive physically, mm-hmm. because it, because uh, because then it turns over into lust. Okay, that person can't be fully attractive mentally because then it turns over into manipulation. So you have to find your ways into which... But you get what I'm saying, I get, though? I totally get what you're saying, but that's actually what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm not saying on a monetary level or even a wholehearted level that you're going to automatically be 100 at the in the moment. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that if I am around you, mm-hmm. I'm going to give 100... I may not feel you 100%, but I am 100%. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, even okay, even okay, if okay. my 100% is I'm 100% not feeling you. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you get done talking, as soon as the date is over with, oh, you're never give gonna a check. I'm not going to see it again. Or I like you. So I'm going to 100% show you that I like you. I'm going to 100% giggle, smile, you know, whoo. I'm going to 100% do And then when it comes down drink. to my right. personality, I'm going to make sure that... I am 100% always, even if I'm not 100% giving it the day of, I'm 100% always willing to give it. Right, right. You get right, what I'm saying? Right. It's, the, it's the willingness to be organic is mm-hmm. that what makes a relationship thrive. And then it becomes easy. <clears throat> it literally becomes easy after that. And let me tell you something. That and why, well, as you were talking, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, and I'm even thinking about my own situation too, because sometimes we get in these relationships, relationships or situationships, whatever you want to call it, and we immediately go into, or some people, mm-hmm. some people are more like, you know, open and, you know, free with talking to people. Some people get in that mindset of, okay, boom, I got interest in this person. I'm going to immediately go into relationship mode. This is what I want it to be. You've already placed, you un- unintentionally, you exactly, right. you unintentionally already but put that you, responsibility okay, on that person. And it causes you to act a certain way. You never, you don't really notice it. It's just who you are. You know, some people call it being loyal. For instance, now, it's nothing wrong with being that way, but a lot of us too quickly going through that instead Girl. of stepping back, taking a step back out of that situation mm-hmm. and becoming that person's friend. Mm-hmm. And I, why you think I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because we put a lot of responsibility on people, just and then you you completely diminish the you've friendship. Al- yeah, you've already mm-hmm. written before you even have gotten gotten to a point where you really know, okay, I like this person, I want to be with that person. You've already written out their life for you. How unfair is that to already put that on the person? That you don't even know feels that same way. You get what I'm saying? Uh, So, and we as we do that, and it's like I said, a lot of us throw the word loyal on that, and there's it's nothing wrong with being loyal, but you have to get to a point where that loyalty is equal, and it's not a predetermined or a pre like something that you write in place on preconceived. I'm loyal to you, so I want you. But but that's where the authenticity comes in. If you are authentic in your relationship, then you are comfortable Mm -hmm. enough to say, "I love you," but. This shit here, mm-hmm. this shit right here, this shit right here, nigga. I was like, Cat Williams. You know Cat Williams did I was like, yeah, I this do, shit right here, nigga. But, I don't think but you have to be comment. comfortable enough to say, look, these actions that you're taking, I cuss. This is maybe a bad thing. And I meant to, I cuss Robert out like every day. Not every day, I probably cuss him out. Like, we have really good communication. Mm-hmm. But when it is a problem for me, I'm like, look, nigga, I can't do it. This mm-hmm. is not gonna work. This is physically hurting me. This is mentally hurting me. This is emotionally hurting me. This is too much. I'm not going to be able to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it always stuck with him because there were times where he didn't understand that. Where mm-hmm. he was like, he's playing whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, it was times where I was like, no, I'm not. And I kind of had to scale back. 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when he started to see, okay, she's not playing. And some women do the, the, the and men do it too, the dramatic, um, I'm going to pack my shit and I'm going to leave. Don't do that because when you abuse it, yeah. they don't believe it no more. Nah, it's like, like, that shit water. water. Right. Let's you, let's you really go on right. on the ass thing. You, you have like, to, you oh, have to check out fully. I'm going to go sleep. Right. Oh, well, you you either have to, you either, right. well, you either have to check out fully mm-hmm. or you have to stay but be willing to put your foot down and be willing to show those actions of putting your foot down. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying it's always, I'm not having sex with you, but it could just be that I shut down on you. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, mm-hmm. and you're feeling that, and that's me saying, and and to me, it helps the partner because it says I love you enough to where I'm still with you, but I'm also showing you, yeah, that yeah. shit ain't gonna work, and and it, it it it's effective, especially if and and the only way that it's genuinely effective, and this is how you can tell the person loves you, it's genuinely effective when the person actually loves you mm-hmm. because they will start to I keep spit, they will start to pick up on those signs and they will make changes off of that. I'll never forget there was a point in my own relationship. This is my personal story because I think that people, it's, I hate putting my business out there, but it's important for people to understand that mm-hmm. I have to have a relationship. There was one time and me and Robert were in a relationship at this point for two years, mm-hmm. which is a decent time. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly say it took two years for us to get that comfortable with each other. Like, we've slowly progressed. We didn't just jump and have kids and jump in and move in and jump in, get engaged, blah, blah, blah. No, we, this, me and Robert just start, moved in together last year. We've been together four years. I'm sorry, this is our fifth year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it takes time. But what I am saying is that at, at our two-year mark, I had a moment where I felt very undervalued. Well, I felt like he was mentally checked out from me. And granted, I had my own things that I was doing that were not good in the relationship. My own behaviors, not anything I was doing physically, but just attitude, hitting, doing stupid shit. I used to have a real bad problem with just wanting to just punch and do all kind of shit. And as a man, it's only so much they could take. And Robert had shut down for me. And I sent him a text message. And I sent him a text message. And the text message literally said, it said, Robert, I feel like you are not here for me. I've literally spent this whole day crying. I'm extremely frustrated. I've talked to you about this last week. You said you were over it, but again, I'm just totally feeling like you're not here. And because I feel like you're not here, I can't do this with you anymore. As much as it pains me, I'm going to have to stop this because it is literally not healthy to me. And when I say him that, I've had plenty of people, not plenty of people, I've had maybe one or two or three dudes I've been in a relationship with where I've had that same conversation, that same message where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And every person that I had that moment with, that that person would always be like, all right, bye. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they won't say nothing at all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that, or they would say something back like, I understand, and then that's it. Which is still nice, but it's still not You're what not I need. Really yeah, like, right. damn. Yeah. And, and it's not even, and, and I don't want to make it sound I'm taunting. I didn't say it to him to taunt him, like, oh, I'm doing this to get a reaction. It was literally, I was at a point in my life where I was like, um... What? How long do you have? Sorry. Like seven. Seven minutes. Six okay. Minutes. Okay. So let me wrap up with this. Sorry. Let me let me speak through. But my point is, is that I was at a point in my life. I, I had already went through these different things before. I was expecting that Robert's reaction was going to be. All the right. Norm. I understand Just the norm. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised because Robert is not a very good communicator. Robert actually sent me a message back, <clears> and he eloquently said, "Kirsten." You used to do X, Y, and Z, and it was pissing me off. And I have shut down from you because it pisses me off. And I'm literally, 
I, I also want to be with you. I love you. You're my rib. But I need to tell you that this is why this is happening. I want for us to work this out. But I need you to know that this is how I'm feeling. And I then said back, oh, I didn't know that. Blah, blah, blah. And then he then said back, I love you to death. I think me and you need to have a real heart to heart. This is literally how the conversation went. And then I said, okay, cool. And then later on that night, we talked for a couple hours on the phone. We got some shit out. And then uh, we gave each other like three days worth of space of not talking to each other. Just to get into our right mental space. And then we went on a date that following weekend at a restaurant and we had a moment where we just had a do-over we said hey let's just start over and from there on we have had a really good line of communication in the sense of is it if it's that important we talk about it but that's the point where you recognize that somebody loves you that much because nobody who doesn't love you is going to sit there and allow you to feel as you feel and i'm not saying every feeling is valid mm -hmm. but if it's a genuine valid feeling that mm -hmm. they clearly i can tell jada's bother you then a person who genuinely loves you is willing to recognize it and try and repair it Right. Or they want to recognize and know that it can't be fixed, so I'm going to disband. Mm-hmm. And that's an organic, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Goodness, this is a this was a good one. This good is a good one. podcast. We went from uh, one to, to another to another, but that's not. But that, and I want y'all to know, we're genuinely friends. Like yes. you know, Jada and I have known each other since Reebok, since mm -hmm. high school. Um, she's always on the chatterbox. Davion has, I mean, he's related to Jada in a sense. I mean, they're yeah. kind of cousins. But um, Davion has always <laughs> been that person who just keeps us mm -hmm. up. And my point is, is that I actually brought in, um, the podcast is going to shut off in a little bit, which is fine. Mm -hmm. So, um, actually, you can go ahead and close it. I'm going to close out to the podcast. I'm going to continue to talk to y'all whenever you visit this video. Uh, so, again, you can find me at Sincerely Kirsten on um, Instagram. You can find me at Kirsten by itself on Twitter and you can also find me at Kirsten Cole on Facebook which eventually I will turn to Sincerely Kirsten and you can see all the wonderful projects that I have going on because there are there is some shit going on uh Jada go ahead and give your information one more time and then Davion you can spin it off okay well you can find me on all social media platforms at Jada Lynn um specifically on Instagram it's underscore Jada Lynn but everything else is Jada Lynn that's with two ends and follow me at Shotgrown Woman for my personal business page Okay, we're going to see if Whoop. we can do this in a minute. Okay. Um, again, it's Davion. Um, oh, Quick the Brujo on Instagram. <laughs> and my creative outlet page is Davion Marquez. And you'll definitely see more things being put up there now. I'm um, just trying to get my shits together. And we'll make sure we dedicate an episode coming up soon to specifically our projects. Once these projects are a little bit more formatted. And y'all can kind of know the release dates and Ooh. anticipate the projects being done. But yeah, that's right. some good stuff.